0: Welcome to World Is Burning, the storytelling podcast for your climate anxiety. I'm Elise. And
1: I'm Olivia. And this week we're talking, I feel like it's high time that we talk about this. Um mm-hmm. we're talking about climate doom and reimagining the It's Too Late narrative. Yes. The last episode, last mini show that we had, you talked about this like sort of false dichotomy between individual and collective action. And mm-hmm. so for which actually ended up sparking a whole conversation on on TikTok which
0: has been fun um so follow yeah, us on TikTok. Yeah people got cr- <laughs> there were yeah people I I. it's always like the silliest little dumb videos that like end up going crazy mm-hmm. but like so many comments and so many people like were a little mean-spirited in my opinion mm-hmm. um which is like kind of the whole point that I was trying to get at like everyone's always fighting about everything I'm yeah like, you should do this you should do this and they're not doing anything and then I posted another one and there's been some nicer discussions yes there's also there was also good discussion on the other post it
1: was just like yeah made this so that we could you know kind of not put the conversation to rest but like we made that episode because we were sick of that like false dichotomy and then all of a sudden like that's what the comments were but then there were a lot of of really cool comments and also it's just like fun when people engage on stuff
0: it is but anyways
1: Um, so that I feel like is actually very related to like the climate doom narrative, uh-huh. especially on TikTok. I mean, that's just like running rampant and it's wild. But for this minisode, I wanted to focus on um, climate doom and the it's too late narrative that come up every once in a while. Especially I feel like, um, you know, it's summer for us, like when there's a heat wave or a drought or obvious climate events, especially mm-hmm. heat. It's just like people associate with, with like global warming. Yeah.
0: And people are cranky anyway. Like, I think um, other than maybe Christmas or something, like when it's hot, like there's more murders, like people are not (laughs) feeling nice anyway. That was a fact I was not expecting to learn. today. Yeah. Murder is doom. Maybe (laughs) not quite
1: on the murder subject, but on the doom subject, we have a separate episode from this time last year, like exact same time where we talked about how to deal with your own climate despair and your own feelings of despair um which probably had to do i think with like the heat and just like this time of year
0: Mm -hmm. being
1: wonky for people or emotional and something i remember a lot from that episode is the definition of despair as the complete loss or absence of hope which means Mm -hmm. that even maintaining like a little sliver of hope is work against your own despair but for this episode i wanted to talk more about how to respond to other people's despair which i find to be Mm -hmm. a lot harder and especially when they express it outwardly and maybe directly to you and you feel compelled to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I do not do this perfectly. I'm not a climate expert or a mental health professional. But I think that if we're committed to building stronger communities, we have to be able to acknowledge each other's hardest feelings. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are a lot of people out there, especially nameless, nameless trolls on the internet, who will use the it's too late argument as like a bad faith argument against any form of activism or literally any change at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that this type of response is necessarily worth acknowledging. Um, Like if you want to engage, you're more than welcome to. But personally, I found that it's best to save my energy for people that are genuinely concerned and just don't know where to turn rather than people Mm -hmm. that are just like trying to spark drama on the Internet. It's a much tougher battle to try and engage with those people. Yeah. But there are definitely times for me, at least in my life, where people I have talked to me about climate change as if. The worst is already set in stone.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: I want to imagine a little scenario. Indulge me for a second. To picture this, it might sound quite familiar. You sit down to a catch-up dinner with a close friend. It's hot and humid. You're in the middle of an unusually long heat wave. You're exhausted from a busy day of work and a delayed commute. You've turned off your news notifications on your phone to avoid constant compromises on climate action in Congress. You're sitting in an air-conditioned restaurant with gas utilities, poor flooding protections, and a menu of carbon-intensive foods shipped from all over the world. Your friend shows you an article headline in The Guardian that reads, Soon it will be unrecognizable. Total climate meltdown cannot be stopped, says expert. Mm-hmm. then because that's a real headline they read the, okay. the paragraph from that article <laughs> which is discussing the the new book of geophysical and climate hazard expert bill mcguire this is a quote um the crucial point he argues is that there is now no chance of us avoiding a perilous all pervasive climate breakdown we have passed the point of no return and can expect a future in which lethal heat waves and temperatures in excess of 50 degrees Celsius, 120 degrees Fahrenheit are common in the tropics where summers at temperate latitudes will invariably be baking hot and where our oceans are destined to become warm and acidic. Your friend looks up at you and says, why are we even trying? It's too late. How should you respond? I don't know if you have any immediate thoughts, but I can go into my little situation if you want.
0: Um, I feel like... This this is like my annoying habit as a person. Like I okay, so like you know when people vent about their life mm-hmm. and they just want to vent, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, all right, here's my five step plan to get your life back on track. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a I am i can not help it, and I try I, sometimes I try not to do that, but I'm like, here are solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm always like, well, the tropics are too hot, so we need to make a plan for climate refugees, mm-hmm. and then work on whatever and like you know obviously like that in that worst case scenario like it could still be livable for a lot of people and like whatever so that's I mean that's like where my brain goes at Mm -hmm. first which is maybe really annoying I don't know I'm also just someone who's like what if it's not what if we come up with a crazy invention that we haven't even thought of yet Mm -hmm. that would stop that like we don't know we don't know I don't know. It's not over to The Fat Lady Sings, you know? And I don't know if The the Fat Lady is that book, but, like, I'm not going to call it till we're, like, till I'm dead. It's... I
1: love that um well what I wrote is that there's a lot of ways to approach this as I think you encapsulated there um but I think the first and most important thing that you can do is listen and maybe ask your friend to identify why they think it's too late yeah maybe if you do anything past listening it's just like being annoying and overly proactive but yeah that's literally our whole deal so it's fine Mm -hmm. most of the time it's because they're overwhelmed by the problem like I'm just speaking as if the friend was me because often yes. that's what it is. Um, it's not that they think that literally nothing can be done moving forward. Um, Marianne Hegler has an essay called Home is Always Worth It, which I'll put in the resources on our website. I don't really have sources for this episode, but I'll put like a reading list resources on our website because I think that there is a lot on this topic that truly just like reading these articles can like en- lift so much anxiety and like those feelings of dread, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she says, we don't have to be Pollyannish or fatalistic. We can just be human. We can be messy, imperfect, contradictory, broken. We can recognize mm-hmm. that hopelessness does not mean helplessness. Mm-hmm. And then if they want to continue down that thought spiral, you can examine any black and white or all or nothing thought patterns. Um, mm-hmm. So like, let's break down, for example, what people mean when they say it's too late is that 1.5 d- degrees of warming, 2 degrees of warming, a scary headline is it um x number of climate refugees, it is is it a natural disaster like happening to you or someone in your family? And if so, hasn't that already been happening within our lifetimes and haven't you moved on or, you know, mm-hmm. moved forward from those things after they've happened? We've Never lived in a world that wasn't changing. Literally no one has. Like sure, previous generations um, didn't have to deal with climate change as acutely in their lives, but the world has always dramatically changed in one lifespan. Countries rising and falling from power, societal uprisings creating massive change, technology changing the way that people live and treat disease. I think it's really Mm -hmm. easy to get caught up in like the negative changes in the world or just like the amount of change. Because it's scary, um, yeah. But we have to focus on what we can control. I feel like I'm like on my little soapbox, and I need to get off my yeah. soapbox. But I'm trying not. To. Like I think that the, these are the things that we all know are true, and like yeah. if you're in this spiral, maybe you need to hear them.
0: Yeah, which like I don't know if you're gonna say this, but mm-hmm. like I feel like with the changing thing, I oftentimes like like to think about the future, and because mm-hmm. like the only thing we know. Um, and maybe it's just because I'm reading the sequel to a parable of the sower that I always forget the name of. Mm. But, like, in the parable of the sower, they like the main character Lauren makes a religion called, uh, like, t- basically, her God is change. She's like, God is change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all ties back to climate change uh, in a lot of ways. But um, I feel like we're gonna live in a world that changes. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's either gonna be change that we're not prepared for or. Or it's gonna be change that we are prepared for. So it's like less of like, oh no, the world's gonna change, and more like, how are we gonna adapt to the change? Right. Whether it's climate change or technological change or like, how are we gonna deal with it? Yeah. It's gonna change one way or the other. We just have to be ready. And if we're ready for it, it's gonna be, it's gonna suck less. And if we're just like, well, it's going to suck, then it's just going to suck more. (laughs) Okay, that exactly,
1: literally, okay. I wrote another little scenario. Let's follow the doom logic spiral for a second, and this is exactly what you're saying. So, I decide today, you know what, they're right, it's too late. Like, fuck this podcast, (laughs) fuck all the activism in my life, whatever. So, I stopped talking stop talking, stop thinking about climate policy, and don't factor these things into my life. I start eating meat again, living a high-impact lifestyle, flying wherever I want, investing money just to get the highest return possible. I don't vote or watch the news. Um, I have a nice but inefficient car, and I take Ubers around the city so I don't have to deal with public transportation. I seek fun and block out the negatives in everything I do. I work at a well-paid but boring corporate job. I could probably live fine like this for a couple of years. Honestly, most of those things are either things that I have to do or don't find that bad. Um, and mm-hmm. I might feel more carefree if I haven't in any way challenged my own worldview. Just truly living to my own comforts and like the, the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. But maybe the headlines become harder to ignore Maybe my all-inclusive resort trip to Hawaii is disturbed by a uh, mass contamination of the water supply with jet fuel. Who knows if that mm-hmm. would ever happen? Um, you know, maybe a family member's home is ravaged by a wildfire and they lose all of their possessions. Like, these things mm-hmm. are going to... My point is that the world's going to keep changing around you no matter what. But like you said, you can either prepare for it and, like, be yeah. much better off or you can just like try to ignore it and it's going to happen anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, you're either, you're going to be inconvenienced whether it's like, okay, I'm going to go to a meeting for something once a week mm-hmm. and not spend my Thursday nights doing what I want to do. Or you're going to like, yeah, be in a storm or a natural disaster or heat wave. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm always in contact with someone who has something going on. Um, weather-wise or whatever um crazy rain or like flooding or or at least i'm close to places that are experiencing that kind of stuff Mm um like i i i'm i was fine in the rain um like there was kind of a little bit of flooding but it wasn't like bad it was just like two inches of water in the backyard kind of thing Mm -hmm. but like I know Houston just got like a ton of flooding I don't know it's just one of those where it's like yeah are you gonna how are you gonna be inconvenienced you could choose how you're gonna be inconvenienced or it's just gonna happen Mm -hmm. and that's maybe not what people want to hear but (laughs) like that's there's not like a cute little nice fun way to polish that Mm -hmm. but like I don't know like grow up I don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's life well
1: okay the other thing about like this sort of lifestyle because I do occasionally fantasize about this and I'm sure other people that I know do too but like to me this lifestyle sounds just so enormously lonely because it assumes that other people will do the work for you to keep these broken Mm. systems moving it just feels like a very passive and kind of sad way to live your life even if on the surface it feels more carefree and fun um Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think I think that this relates back to like the it's too late thing with like, okay if it's too late, then then what? Like what what changes or or what doesn't change? Um, Yeah. I really like the like narratives that truly every fraction of a degree matters. Every Mm -hmm. little thing can matter. Again, it goes back to the false like individual action, collective action. Like why not both? And why can't both of those be like fighting towards the same goal? Or moving towards yeah, the same target. Yeah, bleed
0: into each other. Like, your one action, like, rubs off on your friends, and then all of a sudden you're all doing something fun together, and that turns into a club, and then that turns into a whatever. You mm-hmm. know, like, it, it's not just, like, one or the other. Yeah. They, like, mesh. Yeah. Um, okay, so now let's imagine
1: again sorry this is just all this is no very I love it free, I, also whatever. like
0: for, for anyone listening uh, I'm I'm pretty concussed <laughs> I so love that about I feel like I don't know there's difference <laughs> I'm just like very silly right now um I I,
1: lo- I love it it's exactly what I need and it's exactly what we all <laughs> need um because you know what I feel a lot better doing this episode with you than I would if I was like talking into a mic alone and I bet it's more interesting <laughs> to listen to also um yeah so now let's imagine a different version of the meeting above it's not that different but it's different where it matters so you meet your friend for lunch on friday since you both have a four-day work week you take public transit or an electric car to get there the roads Mm -hmm. are built for that the restaurant is serving you fresh seasonal produce that comes from your local community it's hot but you sit outside either in tree shade or in solar powered ac inside The building Mm -hmm. has been fortified to withstand potential flooding, and the streets are pedestrian and biker-friendly. You've changed Mm -hmm. your phone notifications so they don't distract you from your life. Your friend tells you about an article she read, but the Guardian had changed the headline. It says, soon the world will be unrecognizable. Is it still possible to prevent total climate breakdown? Sorry, total climate meltdown? That's the end of the headline, but the answer is yes. Like... Mm -hmm. Can we go back and change things? Are things going to get scary moving forward, especially if we don't act? Yes. Like, we can acknowledge all of those things. And I feel like we've spent the last 50-something episodes acknowledging those things. But it can Mm -hmm. also be true that things can get better. Um, So The Guardian actually did change the headline of that article. um, Mm -hmm. Because so many people, especially a lot of climate experts talked about the reason that that headline is so damaging because so many people just read headlines. um, Or even if you don't read the headline, but you go into the article thinking the main message is that everything is lost and too late. Yeah. Like that changes things. And so they changed it based on just a couple of, you know, just a handful of people, a relatively small amount of people speaking out and saying, hey, this could be better. And they also, mm-hmm. I believe, retroactively added, at least when I read the article, it had other perspectives and it had a hopeful video for if we act now um, immediately after these statements. Um, like that earlier starkness is still there and the emergency is still there. Um, this yeah. expert speaking is, is still there. But like ultimately people aren't reading that headline and just freaking out. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. better. Which
0: I think that is honestly so interesting too because i feel like we're like riding a really weird line of like how do we like ask the government to declare a climate emergency and like escalate the like commitment and energy and be like this is serious guys and then not be like emergency equals death um be like emergency means action mm-hmm. is needed like that, I feel like, gets lost in translation a lot of times. Right. Because, yeah, it's, like, something more, like, yeah, the title of the article should be, or the headline, um should be really serious and, like, oh, shit. But, like, yeah, also not not doom doomism. Right. Or Doomist. thinking about,
1: like, what actually leads people not just to click on the article, but also to do anything, like to feel in any way having agency. So, again, great transitions, Elise. We did not coordinate this. (laughs) but um, No, i wanted truly
0: in no preparation.
1: Yeah, I wanted to highlight this um, website that maybe you haven't heard of. It's called Not Too Late. Um, It was created by Rebecca Solnit and Thelma Young Lutina Tabua. They created this website, um, I think fairly recently, like in the last few months, there's a Twitter page for it too. And it really digs into um, why it's not too late to act on climate and why it's never going to be too late and thinking mm-hmm. about reimagining narratives and turning that despair into action, um, all of that. It's a really worthwhile website to go on and like a project to to follow, especially if you're feeling okay. unsure. They share a lot of really cool articles and um, beautiful essays and stuff. I mean, Rebecca Solnit is like, Hope in the dark. She's literally that's that's her whole thing. So, um, yeah, is a great person to follow. And one, again, maybe corny, but I'm just leaning into the corniness today. Um, Mm -hmm. One last quote from Mary Anais Hegler, who also has incredible essays about this topic. She said, if you're worried that it's too late to do anything about climate change and we should all just give up, I have great news for you. That day is not coming in your lifetime. As long as you have breath in your body, you will have work to do. Mm-hmm. so that's that's my little yeah. how to deal with that. other people's climate despair
0: yeah spiel. which also i i don't know if it's the one you mentioned or if you mentioned this one but whatever her essay is and all we can save is like one of my favorite essays mm.
1: i can't uh, remember what ever. it's called and i don't think it's that one but um but okay. yeah that whole she, yeah also that whole book
0: yeah because she talks about like working with a bunch of like privileged white guys and how they're all like Ugh, we're doomed and she was just like fuck that mm-hmm. fuck you that's bad uh and it that like really um connected with me um and also like was so helpful in framing that conversation like her internal conversation response to those people at her work right was like very helpful in my mind and like how to respond and be like hey let's like step back um a second because I also okay I feel like something with that goes along with the doom thing is that all people are bad and people suck and people are the problem. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that almost always comes up in that conversation when someone's talking about doom. Um, and I feel like it's really helpful to point out that like not all people are the problem. Like we, uh, we were talking last week, like 24% of historic emissions came from America, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean that we're all Bad people or anything, but um, like there's so many people on this earth that aren't to blame and are doing like helpful things or have not Mm -hmm. contributed to the problem because their lifestyles are just inherently sustainable, um, and community oriented and whatever. So like, there's so many communities and groups of people on this earth that like truly have not contributed to the problem, and I think that that is also something that it's helpful to remember and just Absolutely, that like yeah. not all people are bad and i think that's really grounding and just like <laughs> kind of like that helps me get my own head out of my ass mm-hmm. um in like i my community and like surroundings and my friends and like not all people live like that like people don't all live like we live in america and i just think that's like a good reminder Uh, Because also if those people live more sustainably, just have always have, like, we can do that too. Um, Or get there, figure it out. Um, So that's just the other thing. Not all people are bad. People don't inherently suck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have gotten into that conversation with, like, well, humans are the problem. Kind of like a, we're the virus, whatever. Um, And just being like, no. That's eco-fascism. You need to stop. Um, and that's why this is not the best way to look at it, which is also maybe not the most fun conversation to have when someone's like, you're being an eco-fascist. Um, <laughs> but obviously, say it more tactfully, but I think being like, not all people are bad. A lot of people have actually had like zero contribution to this. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's a really, that's awesome. So yeah
1: yeah no always recognizing that privilege and that you yeah we can't just like fuck off if you're from the highest emitting country in the world historically yeah no um but yeah i hope that this episode has made you feel a little bit better um we do have a like we keep talking about these other minisodes i'll link them on our website so that you can um listen to
0: those worldisburning.com anytime you want Mm -hmm. and yeah do you want to do the rest of the socials Sure. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at world is burning no G. And you can follow us on TikTok at World Is Burning with a G. Um, we've had some fun discussions mm-hmm. on TikTok. Um I would, hopefully we can ask some more questions about this episode and get like, you know, talk about our feelings more. Um and get people to comment saying that I'm wrong <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> like opposite reasons um of each other. Um and then Yeah, if you have any story ideas or anything that you want us to talk about, you can email us at worldisburningpod at gmail.com. And all of our sources, as always, will be on worldisburning.com. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) See time. (laughs) See you next time.